Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. At the heart of the storm is a source of evil that will change their lives forever. I don't understand why you chose me. You want to change the world, son. So do I. People want to change the world, don't know how to begin. Let's start with a smile. Be honest. Okay, just calm down. What the hell are we doing here, Harry? All you have to do is give me answers. Just, just give me the right answer. Tell the truth. You can't handle the truth. I can't promise I'll try, but I'll try to try. We can figure this out, right? We can figure this out, right? What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Worship in the Storm, episode number seven. Um, one of your hosts, Emmanuel Kingman, and here with me is Andy from the War Torn Deep Share podcast. How are you, Andy? What up, homie? What's going on, everybody? Oh, man. Uh, so you, obviously, you've been going through it with uh, with some stuff, so you're not in your normal studio setup. Yeah, yeah. Studio got flooded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's tough. Literally a deluge came through. Unfortunately, no no gods showed up with like mathematics and, and shit. <laughs> yeah, no Pythagoras for you. Yeah. <laughs> no boats came to save us and teach us history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that that's so uh you know, when you spend so much time and effort into something and then it just by the hand of god it's just done for for whatever reason you know that's really tough so uh i hope that you get everything up and running uh, again soon because it was you know your studio was rocking are you going to do it the same way you're going to change it up uh, it's pretty much going to be the same maybe a little bit nicer but um yeah i'm just kind of trying to rebuild right now and uh you know, my wife and I now have our podcast called Deep Healing with Andy and Kate. So we kind of incorporated a new setup into the same studio. But so we're like, we'll eventually go video as well on Deep Healing. Nice. We're just not there yet. Um, but when we do, we'll have our own setup. 
I'm not sure what it's going to look like yet, but we're kind of working on it. We're sort of in it right now, but it's nothing to behold, you know? Yeah, well, so now you have a whole blank canvas for the two of you to start. And it's interesting that it happened right after you did your first episode, right? Uh, maybe not right after the first episode. We might have released it a close to there, but um, but it was actually a string of crazy events that occurred that like uh, were just pushing us to reinvent things or... or uh upgrade our lives and certain things like we we were upset about this obviously it sucked but at the same time when it happened and while it was happening and while i was taking multiple trips to freaking home depot and getting different things we both had to laugh a lot too and we had to just try to look at it in the best way we could and i kept saying well abundance is surely flowing into our lives <laughs> yeah i heard uh the second episode of deep healing and i love both episodes i listened to both of them uh oh, as well oh, yeah mimi's not here yet for anyone who's just going to be listening on the audio she'll be here soon maybe we don't yeah, know thanks. but yeah thanks but, man yeah we, we're really excited to do this and it's going to be uh very open-hearted on both of our parts and it's going to be fun <laughs> oh it's it's great doing it because you know it's it makes you more comfortable like doing it together I, I know for me anyway when i have mimi here with me it makes me feel more comfortable and then her and i are just the same way with each other on camera or off camera so it yeah. just worked out perfect yeah exactly like we're we're recording and half the time we're having these awesome conversations upstairs on the couch and we're like we should be recording right now. <laughs> mm -hmm. So now we have a reason to, you know? Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, so, man, you had a bunch of different stuff. You got in a car accident as well? Yes, yeah, got into a car accident. That was fun. Oh, was everyone <laughs> all right? Was it just you in the car? Yeah, it was, it was just me on my way to work, and some old dude friggin' broadsided me, ran a oh, light, wow. and, yeah, it was a whole thing. But then... Uh, yeah, you know, I, the car needed to get fixed too. It just like everything was happening to like push us to take care of shit that needed to get done. And you know, uh, you listen to episode two, it's literally called Stop Stopping Yourself. So yeah. that thread has been really big for us and it has been for a long time, but we're really trying to take what we've learned from our, you know, learning and experiences and finally put the damn shit to practice and, and start doing the stuff, you know, and, and really completing the cycle. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll have to add in, uh, in the description, I'll have to add in your Venmo and your, uh, was it red circle, uh, site so that anyone wants to donate to you. To get oh, your sure. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. We'll, we'll add that in there for you. Yeah. I mean, a, a number of people from the community, helped out and i can't thank them enough this is this whole community is so supportive and, and wonderful and i'm so happy to be a part of it with all of you yeah yeah it's great i mean when like some of my best friends in the world are people who i've never met yeah. <laughs> in yep. person who <laughs> they just they do podcasts as well but we all get along so well and whenever someone needs something you know there's people that are always there looking out for you saying how can i help and it's it's really great it's better you know I couldn't have envisioned something as peaceful and helping as this uh, little Instagram community is that we have <laughs> going on. Yeah, man. It's uh, it feels like an extended family. It's really great. 
and it just keeps growing. I've been, we've been saying this for a while and I keep saying like there's more participate participation, not less, not less listening, but definitely more participation. You know, yeah. the audience is becoming the, uh, the speakers, you know, we're all in this together. So the more that we grow, the more that we're listening to everybody's perspective, it's just we're putting our perspectives out there now collectively rather than just keeping them in our heads or in our small circles around campfires. They're they're all out there. And it's yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah. And that's what one thing I love is that I've had on several guests that were listeners of the show that were. Mm they were commenting a lot or they were email me about stuff all the time. I'm like, Hey, it, you know, let's go. Come on. Yeah. And, uh, and just talking to people. And those are episodes that, uh, I'm not necessarily <laughs> expecting a ton of listeners, but I don't really care for numbers. But when I have people message me consistently saying, Hey, I just heard this episode and this one really made me want to reach out to you. You know, that really means something to me. Like, yeah, like they can tell, like I, I just, I'm here to help. And when I can reach people through a, a kind act like that, you know, I'm not trying to praise myself by saying a kind act, but by, you know, I don't need professionals or experts to come on the show to talk about stuff. Just, I want to hear life stories, you know? Yeah, man. Like, uh, having some of the, the heavy hitters on is really fun and it's really oh, exciting. Yeah. And I'm, always so blessed to to meet some of my favorite authors or or other podcasters that are you know doing really well and and have really set the stage for a lot of people and that's so awesome and fun but a, a lot of times the best conversations i've had in this gig have been just with some listeners that i've come to love and and follow myself and you know join groups and everything with them and and they come on and and that's the best in season two or whatever i want to call whatever it is i'm my i'm coming back whenever the hell the studio is done resurrection yeah in a week or two i would say i'll i'll be back or or you know, soon, um, you know, I want to have a bunch of people on that I haven't had on since early on. So that'll be really fun because those are always like the longest conversations, the deepest, the weirdest, and those are always the best. Yeah. Yeah, definitely is. That's how you and I, we got started with worship in the storms because we had such a great talk and Mimi was (laughs) like, you guys would just go on and on and on. So I was like, you know what? One day I was like, Andy would be great to have a show with. (laughs) And then here we are. Yeah, man. I think uh, I think worship in the storm has done a lot of good for um, for my uh, attitude towards podcasting in general. But yeah. um, my attitude overall too. Just our interactions are always so awesome. Yeah, because this is so chill compared to where who, what we were just saying. When you have on those big guests that that you got to prepare for, you want to hit certain topics. You want to really nail down something, and and you want to dig into a topic where we come on here and we're just like. Hey, what's going on? And then we yeah. roll. I've been getting a lot of really good feedback too. The last few uh, episodes, people are telling me like they love the intro. The one guy messaged me and said he could listen to the intro on a loop. And I was like, oh, that's great. You know, that's, that's awesome. That's, that's exactly so what we go for. Hell yeah, dude. I I just want us to be able to have uh, our crazy conversations go somewhere, and, and they are. You know, I, I love this. We said it at the beginning, how me and my wife do it. But, like, my friends and I, for decades, 
you know, used to have conversations for hours and they oh, always should have been. Hi, Mimi. They always should have been recorded, you know. Yeah. And now we have the opportunity to just share our crazy shit and see what sticks with people, you know. Yeah. And see what doesn't. See what people might have to say in, in uh, contradiction to it, which is so helpful. I've gotten a lot of excellent feedback, you know, for or against something I've said or something they've heard on my show. And, you know, people do their own research, man. And it's it shows and it's fucking great. Yeah, for sure. Welcome, Mimi. What did I miss? What did I what miss? Up? What up? We're just kicking it, talking of Andy was telling us Uh-oh. a bit about his I shut the door too uh, early. The dog's gotta follow me everywhere. <laughs> Andy was just, just telling us about him fixing up the studio and Yeah, how's we that going? Talked about that a bit. Slowly but surely. It's okay, happening. Good. But it's okay. okay. It'll 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 come back together with the help build back of back better. Uh, yes, build back better. <laughs> build Bach better. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh it was um it was pretty intense, man. I like getting up at five in the morning for work and yeah. just being going downstairs to the studio, checking my email and hearing trickling and going, All right, well, did Kate feng shui or something and i was like no that's louder than any of the the uh the feng water fountains <laughs> <laughs> so i look over and yeah there's just water pouring underneath oh, wow. my basement door which is old as hell i mean we have a house that was built in 1901 so oh, well and i heard there's some cracks, there's some little things in the foundation that aren't great but uh, yeah, the whole property is behind our my house, our neighbors' houses. We all had ice skating rinks in our backyards because of this massive bike path that was installed behind our neighborhood, and uh, they just leveled and graded down. They removed tons of trees, tons of pine trees, and earth, and leaves, and pile up, and everything that most likely was distributing the the rain and the snow in a much different way beforehand and then suddenly for the first time ever everybody's got shop backs going and hoses out their basement windows so it wasn't just us we all got i wonder hit. if um, you can all get together and yeah and hit the county and that's you know. kind of what we were thinking too yeah. i was wondering if we should go door to door and ask i'm some sure neighbors. you'll find someone that'll tell you that you can and they'll do yeah. it you know, and you know, it might be interesting too. I wouldn't want to like wave it around or anything, not in an arrogant way by any means, but just like in a helpful way to be like, you know, I'm a public person and I have a podcast <laughs> and I could, I could we never that did thing. that. <laughs> we never did that for like an Airbnb or anything. Well, never. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. That was, that was different. Well, that was it justified, was different, but it was still the same, like. Well, it was because the woman was saying she didn't know, and Mimi's like, "Well, you know, you can we, find us anywhere. Yeah, you Hello. can find our stuff on, because we <laughs> yeah. do a, a yeah. podcast." So <laughs> it was a bit different. But, it did work, so maybe it will work. But yeah, I mean, it, well, even so, I mean, it, it doesn't really matter if you have a podcast or not. They what they did ended up ruining, or you know, yeah. it contributed to what happened to many different of uh, yeah, their many. residents' homes. So, oh yeah. I, so they should definitely uh, own up for what they did in some type of fashion. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, 
who knows but yeah it uh it didn't stop for hours and i was like getting sandbags and and all kinds of shit and trying to dig out a gully and it just it was nuts i was in wait i was in waders in my backyard in like a foot of water oh well yeah you messaged me you're like oh yeah my it's flooded but don't worry we're still going to be able to go tonight (laughs) i'm like all right joking (laughs) yeah and then by that time i was like i just I was down in this basement that whole weekend, basically Mm. just, and then into the week too. It was crazy. Yeah, It was nuts. Yeah. It was a rough, rough uh, time, but honestly, I I tried to take it all positively and it sounds cheesy to, to just be able to do that, but I haven't been able to do that in the past. And this was a great moment where we really just took it in stride and, and, kept moving forward and yeah you're like oh you got jokes now thanks <laughs> yeah what are you throwing at us now yeah and, well, it's uh, interesting what you're saying because it's like taking it in stride whereas before you would just get mad and mm-hmm. then do it being mad now you're yeah. like well there's no point in being mad i'm just gonna have to or do make it, it anyway. worse being mad right. that's what i would probably end up doing is like making Absolutely. it worse by being mad right. <laughs> yeah usually i would um take it and turn it into the most gigantic mountain i could to i don't know justify having a like a panic about it or something and uh yeah no instead it was just like well fuck (laughs) (laughs) you know and then it's funny too because i was literally about to call my boss because at first i'm like okay well the way my job works, I can kind of go in during a window of time and stay, uh, you know, in an ordinate window of time to make up that time, whatever. Uh, but so I was like, yeah, I could probably go in at nine after I take care of this. And then like, you know, within 20 minutes, I was like, there's no stopping this. Like this is Ragnarok. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like about to call my boss when I found that he had texted all of us saying the roads are really icy. So I don't expect anyone in the office today. I'm like, Holy shit. Guess what happened? (laughs) Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah at least i i had the day off kind of free <laughs> to deal with it and then it was the weekend so yeah that was nuts yeah well, in other news we're still procrastinating our special episode <laughs> well, we're, we're getting there it's I'm, coming this weekend i mean there was a point where i wanted to do it but then you know things happen uh Which we had one? different ideas mimi and i uh well, we just do bonus episodes. You know, we always call the episodes that we do together bonus episodes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we were going to do it, but we had different ideas of how it would go. I uh, wasn't capable <laughs> when he wanted to do it. That's a good well, word. That's a good yeah, word. Yeah, I for like it. that you guys say that, like that you ask each other if you're capable of something at a certain time. And if you're not, you're like, okay, cool. I'll catch you in a little bit. Yeah. Kind of like when he asked me to exercise with him, I'm like, no, I'm not capable. <laughs> but <laughs> but today, I, today, I, today I did. Today I did. So. Yeah, and we've but also kind of told each today. other, like, we can't automatically use that as like our crutch. And right. like, f- just immediately start forgiving each other for giving into laziness or whatever or fear or whatever it is yeah. over and over again with the same shit just because right. we said it was okay, you know. So it's we, you know, it, you gotta always play a balancing act because especially when you're like Kate and I, which you've heard it on the show, we say we deserve each other 
in both good or bad, you know, <laughs> because we are polar opposites in so many ways, but it just makes perfect sense, you know? Yeah. So we also very easily influence each other into bad behaviors. You know what I mean? Mm. So the momentum can go one way or the other. We can influence each other to be fucking creative as hell all day long and do amazing things together. And, you know, um, just like complete awesome projects together that we need to get done or want to get done or whatever, but it can go the other way too. <laughs> That's why I love that. You know, even if I am not, you know, in the mood to exercise or whatever the case may be, I'll be like, but don't stop asking me. You know, yeah yeah that's a good way she to shamed me that always. i didn't ask her the one time she <laughs> yeah, goes, one time i was like oh you're not gonna ask me but no, i wasn't gonna do it anyway no, she, i was like well you haven't been working out with me she goes well you didn't ask i was like well because <laughs> last time i asked you you got offended as if i called you overweight you know <laughs> this is how uh Mimi, women work uh, okay this is how women now yes yes it's not but just I, my but wife but i do like that he, you know that he <laughs> continues to ask and and you know eventually i'll give him and be capable yeah because uh, you know i i like we turn things into games like we, we were do. playing uh we were playing hillbilly golf what is nice. the real name of that i forget it's what it's really called, called Hillb hillbilly it? golf the, the, we, i did not buy hillbilly golf no she bought is that just when you get you just get i thought you just like drink jameson and play golf no <laughs> like, then you get kicked out of the country club because you're not a member uh, no, you it's fall like asleep on the ninth hole anyway and your dad gets really mad <laughs> <laughs> we should play pickleball that way it, it's like uh two golf balls on a string but they're filled with sand and uh there's uh three bars that you, you got to toss it and you, you got to get it on one of the bars the bottom one's the most points i've and played that ladder ball yeah yes ladder ball or whatever yes that's yeah. just awesome to do to you know yeah so yeah you well know. how about uh have you ever heard of cornhole yes yeah, yeah, that's, that's a big a thing one. down here i have some eagles uh, cornhole boards yeah, well, what about uh what about my personal favorite can jam never played that okay that. for anyone uh -oh. listening as well you have to look up can jam Especially if you like to get together with your friends and go out into, into a nowhere's land and, and just smoke pot like and drink and right play Frisbee and shit like that. Because my friends and I used to just go somewhere and play Frisbee and shoot the shit and have fires and stuff. And Can Jam is the greatest game ever. Because you got two cylindrical hollow things with slits on huh. the front and you know, the hole in the top, right? And you throw a Frisbee back and forth and you have your teammate on the opposite side, kind of like cornhole. And if your teammate, you know, smashes it in the top, that's a certain amount of points. But if you get oh, it in the yeah. slit, that's a, a certain amount of points and shit. And if you get, I think if you get it in the top by yourself, it's like you win or whatever. But there's two of them on either side hard. of the thing. It's the sickest game if you like Frisbee. I know I sound like a wicked fucking hippie right now. <laughs> Is that kind of like what's the other one? Frisbee golf for all kind of like that. Frisbee golf is more for like the adventurous stoner in the woods. You know, you know, you're, <laughs> you're carrying around an actual like quote unquote golf bag of disc golfs and everything. Some of them have radios and, you know, GPS and fucking coolers and stuff built in. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going around right. to different goals that people have like bought land and set up actual tournaments. I've never done that before. That's that's pretty intense. But yeah, it I do like a the, lot of work. The can jam is just a fun, <laughs> quick setup. You throw it in your trunk and boom, 
you set it up. We'll have to get that. That'll be like next on the uh, game list. Yeah, you can't jam unless you can jam. (laughs) We love doing the outdoors parties uh, in the spring, summer, and fall. You know, it's kind of just one nine or ten month season here is just summer yeah. and yes, it's, it's already started season all year yeah yeah, so, well, yeah i think kate and i are gonna have to come down and visit you we'll bring finn some, sometime absolutely <laughs> yeah. yeah always welcome i mean it was 80 you. degrees the last like several days already clear oh it, it was pouring rain this morning and then it was 80 degrees yeah, it was and sunny. after that yeah not a cloud that's but, awesome yeah, yeah it was 30 it's... degrees today oh, but man. that's By been Wednesday, that's really warm yeah by wednesday it's gonna be in the 80s <laughs> Okay. It's, but it goes up and down like you wake up and you don't know what temperature it it's going to be until you down. open the door and you're like oh it's cold out today yeah it's yeah. cold out for like 10 minutes like <laughs> it's not cold like, she's lived down here so long she forgets what it's like in the north at this time it's of true. year it's, it's funny I lived in I lived in uh, central Oregon for a while years mm-hmm. ago and it's right in the middle it's like surrounded by the Cascade Mountains and where I was they didn't even have snow plows all the way up in Oregon because the snow would come and it would be like that friggin' dipping dots ice cream of the future. <laughs> it would just be like that. Cause like, you're like, it know, like 11,000 feet in elevation up there, just walking around on the streets and it would, yeah. So it would just litter the ground with like an inch of those guys. And then by afternoon it would be totally gone and the sun mm-hmm. would be out and it would be 80 degrees. It was the well, weirdest place. Pretty though. Yeah, it was a really nice place. Uh, yeah, no snow plows yet snowing like intermittently. I lived throughout. in uh, Montana for six months, and that Ooh. was uh, definitely snow plows there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, definitely different trucks. kind of cold, though. I mean, it's cold, but it's not like cold, cold. Yeah, even yeah. though the temperatures low. I lived in a prison for, <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't have a blanket for so seven months. Cold. This one, this one prison, and we had to walk uh, about three quarters of oh, a I mile know. to and from uh, meals. Chow hall. So, yeah, chow hall three times a day. So it was three quarters of a mile. It snowed every day, oh. literally every day, because it's in the middle of the mountains. And the wind would be whipping in your face, and it was terrible. I, we weren't allowed to have hoods either. Be, or, I mean, you could have hats if you bought one on commissary, but it oh was God. it was brutal. A lot of people would be like, "Nah, I'm not, I'm not eating today." You know? Just yeah, I can imagine. Get some ramen. Jesus. Yeah. That's fucking nuts. And you know, I can I can definitely relate because when I would go hiking in the winter time, like you can't do anything in the cold. <laughs> you just break down. You don't want to. You don't want to do anything. So three quarters of a mile without like a fucking hood or anything. Wind whipping in your face. Oh my God. That's brutal. Yeah. And the COs, uh, you couldn't talk, you know, there was none of that. And we had to walk two by two. So we were all in formation. And if, uh, we had uh, women at this prison and if they were coming off of their block, then we would have to stop and wait and, you know, let them go a certain distance ahead of us. And, and whatnot so it was just like so wild damn that's intense yeah mm. so Mimi, yeah. you uh you've been uh reading a very intense book this week we should talk yes. about that a little bit yeah. what's it called <laughs> it's called the language crystal i keep calling it the crystal codes like every time somebody asks me i'm like oh it's the crystal code and i'm like no 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 it's the language crystal but it's the same thing um 
fascinating. I'm, I'm like six chapters in, 50-something pages in, and I just like, I want to keep reading. And I hate that I have to read it on my phone screen because I <laughs> to like buy the $190 book. You know? Yeah, that's ridiculous yeah. how but much it's it is. so full of, like, I want to send them screenshots all the time and highlight parts. And Yeah. It's well, so, did you start it at all? I haven't been able to. I opened oh, it and then man, I just haven't had a chance to, but I'm like, going to. I've got a couple books I need to read. It is kind of like. Mimi, you should just religion. print it out and make your own book. <laughs> I should. There you go. At somebody else's house. Um, <laughs> I used to do it at work. <laughs> like, yeah, well, I can't do that anymore. Um, <laughs> this is your work now. This is my work now. Yeah, I use my printer now. There you uh, go. But it is like politics, religion, numerology, astrology, biology. It's like all these things, and it's word magic, and it's it's numbers and words. Really, gets, that's awesome. Gets into like presidents and what their names mean and then things that they do and then certain numbers they try to use to make it seem like the bible is you know revelations is happening and and there's always something organic that happens that like f's it up for them like they try to make 144 this or 14.4 this or 1.4 this and it always gets messed up i've heard about something, something like with the number 18 and multiples of six, of course, 666. But 369. Well, I think it's the 666 equals 18. So there's a lot of uh, 18 talked about in there. But and one plus names, eight equals nine. I know you'll love the word magic because when they go through names of, of people and and places and then they Ooh. they talk about the situation that's happening at the time, it just. There's like impossible Puzzle pieces go together. So easy. There's like a, a Reagan and a Regan. Yeah, there's like a Reagan and a Regan. There's always a, like a baker and that, a backer. Yeah, they're so closely um, named. It's so weird how it's like our reality itself, this this very physical plane that we're all in with politics and all these people and everything. We have legitimate conspiracy theories that go as deep as like dark cults and, and bad shit. Mm -hmm. Yet at the same time, I think even beyond the control or maybe even awareness of some of those controlling groups is this bigger, like it's so big play or weird, a cartoon. It's, it's like multiple things just converge. Well, and it's there's... a crystal. So it's like fractal, you know okay. what I mean? It's, it's ah, a literal like crystal. It's a literal itty bitty pieces all put together that form this one thing. Right. Yeah. Yes. And I, you know, I'm always saying that like um, this fractal that we're all a part of and we're all our own fractals and everything, it's all yeah. uh, echoes of this original thing or this. Yes. And you we know, Terrence, that too. <laughs> Terrence McKenna, Terrence McKenna would call it the transcendental object at the end of time. And I mm. loved that. I loved it. It was perfect because it kind of, fits the description of what i'm talking about but it's, it's like also at the beginning kind of, of time under. yeah right yeah that's why i say it's uh, the same play is happening just with different characters like all mm -hmm. the time and it's the same thing repeating itself on larger and smaller scales uh, so you know i see it in a very specific way that it is exactly a fibonacci spiral and it's just branching off on larger and smaller scales. And it's like going, so it's not just looping around on a flat plane, but it's going up, it's going down. It, yeah. And it's like this whole thing. And it's this mystery to us. 
that we're trying to figure out, but I think we're at a place in time, a space in time now that we're getting very close to the center. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, Terrence also would say that uh, time would speed up. You know, did you ever get into his time wave zero? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay. So look it up when you have some time. Or I'll try to send you some links. I don't even know if it's operational anymore, but it used to be used to be a site that you could actually go on and use it. And it was like this mathematical equation he came up with using the I Ching and shit like that. Um, how everything was counting down, but not counting down. It was like novelty was increasing, if that mm. makes any sense. Mm. Like novelty itself was speeding up and increasing its girth, its strength, whatever. It, it was kind of coming to this point, like as if everything in reality was heading towards this point in time or something like that. Sure. Yeah. I always say it's like a p coming to a, the bottleneck, you know, the point. Mm, yeah. Know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like there's no other way we're going to get there eventually. Right. All and they know it. <laughs> there's, there's like a group, it seems, that knows it, but mm -hmm. they also know that they're doomed in the process of that or something. Yeah. And I just described it the other day on the, uh, I was on the Monday Night Master Debaters where nice. everything's coming to a bottleneck, but because it's squeezing so much at the top, everything else is just floating out through the sides. And it's <sighs> little pieces of information that, that weren't ever available before are now seemingly available. Like weird things that the NIH is doing a study of how 5G and coronavirus are related. Like stuff right. like that's happening. Uh, I mean, it's and just AIDS, apparently. Well, yeah. <laughs> Which is also in the book. <laughs> so many different weird things are just occurring from yeah. this bottlenecking of trying to make everything so fake and controlled. Mm -hmm. or, or sorry, trying to make everything so controlled that it becomes so fake. And then so much just leaks out because they aren't mm -hmm. containing everything the way that it once was. They're putting more effort towards the top because for whatever reason, they don't want the top to pop off. But it's seemingly they can't stop it because as they let everything else seep out through the sides, then the top still raises up. I mean, there's really no stopping it. Yeah. There, it's a house of cards, right? And and their lies compound, and I think they've been literally, they've been duct taping shit and 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 uh, you know filling holes in in their submarine for thousands of years, it seems, yeah. or hundreds or something like that. Like that's right. They're constantly having to adapt and evolve lies as well you know because of us and it just gets harder and harder because if you've ever told a lie i mean you've got to keep it going with more lies and more lies and more right. lies and then you forget your lies and you change your lies so eventually it comes in and bites you in the ass well that's why and then you start to pepper in the stuff. truth you tr start to once once everything's really groovy you can like mm -hmm. start to pepper in a little bit of the truth and hope that the people you'll be scot-free but the people will you know find out or whatever yeah it's Lies very weird mission. those are yeah <laughs> it's my know, favorite revelation of method yeah. <laughs> well you get weird things like lou elizondo with uh, i Ugh. saw you tweeted this out that he's saying that a classified document it was unclassified and says it right at the top of the document unclassified and he's <laughs> He's saying on this podcast, like, oh, he's like three, four times. He's like, this 
it was classified. It was classified. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, it, it wasn't. You're just saying that. Uh, like, why are you just saying that? And it, it's just so, so many things are just so stupid. They just don't expect you to ever check the receipt. You know, it's like someone yeah. who works at Walmart or Home Depot that they'll ring you up for something extra and then yeah. they'll keep the money and then they'll expect you to never check the receipt. I mean, it's just really that simple. Elizondo fascinates me. Like whether he's a fucking actor or, or like a real retired or ex whatever DOD member. Are they ever ex though? Exactly. Exactly. So, but like, yeah, they just came from a different department. Regardless <laughs> of regardless of his actual role, uh, he's one person that I probably never will, but I would absolutely love to talk to. And unfortunately, most of my questions, most of them, would end with I can't answer that. Yeah. You know, it wouldn't be a minority of questions. I would accidentally take the interview in all the wrong places, most likely. <laughs> Yeah, well, see, that's the thing with anyone who's ex-intelligence uh, agency or ex-secret society, to me, I I take everything with a grain of salt. I mean, I, I'll say someone like uh, New York Patriot and Lux who are exposing things. Now, that's a little uh, different. Yeah. But, I, but still, when I see someone says that they're a Freemason, like someone who's a celebrity that comes out and is exposing Freemasonry, but they're not actually giving you anything more than what you can already find out there. There is. Yeah. It's all out there. Yeah. So like uh, there was an X factor winner who I was emailing with. And I mean, it's just the, it, this guy was, I don't think that he's actually out of the Freemasons. I, because I watched his five hour thing on taking down the Freemasons and it was nothing new at all. It was, (laughs) but and he's claimed that he was saved by Jesus Christ in this car accident, which it could have been true. He, apparently there was some car accident. Now, I don't know all the details of it, but just the way that he interacted, it was all divisionist tactics. There was nothing that was out of the playbook of Freemasonry in how he was treating me, how he was speaking with me. And when I see people that are still acting that way now maybe it's just ingrained into them you know maybe it's patterned behaviors or whatever but when you come out and say like oh yeah i was a freemason or i'm a current freemason uh, and and you think people should trust you when you took an oath to not ever give up anything with the group like that's you have to do that that's the first thing you do like i don't understand why anyone who is in there thinks that they should be trusted by anyone else <laughs> that's a yeah i think it's a complex thing i would love to ask one of my best friends i'm actually going hiking tomorrow morning uh with one of my best friends and he's uh he was actually on episode five i think of the deep share uh his name is bucks Mulder on the show i think i might have it. listened to it i it's think a, i might have too because that sounds very familiar and honestly like i would I would have loved to have him on like 10 episodes in a row. Honestly, the dude is the deepest dude I've ever met. And similar. He's like a recovering addict from a long ago. And he's just, he's gone through so many different phases of, of life that um, he's learned so much from, and he, you know, he's been a meditator for 25 years. Probably he's 
very intense. Like you and him would have an epic conversation, right? Probably yeah. what I got the chills for. <laughs> but <laughs> Freemasonry was one of the things that absolutely saved his life. And he's a Freemason. Yeah. So I have an interesting relationship with Freemasonry because like what I've learned from the shit that's actually already out there and has been for many, many years because people leave the brotherhood and fucking write books. You know, they, they, the the secret quote unquote that Freemasonry is like hermetic for the most part is really not a secret. But I don't I just still I hate the idea that it's all that the symbolism itself is all evil. It's it's yeah. that it's think about it. We're dealing with magicians, we're dealing with sleight of hand. So if anything, they really like to play up and make people think. <laughs> that way for sure you know right. what i mean i'm yeah, also we're in a very dualistic world so I, it, it, nothing can be all one thing right all and I, yeah especially especially when we're dealing with folks that love to hijack good things and yeah. true things and make them their own or get ahead of the curve and try to own right. things mm -hmm. and you know when you listen to like people like matt Lacroix, who makes a lot of good historical uh points about uh, the patterns of this eagle versus serpent uh, war and how the secret societies were originally kind of put together in a way, or at least at this time period to, um, you know, protect the secret knowledge from people that would use it for bad, kind of like fucking Darth Vader, you know, Star I Wars, the force distaste for that word anymore. What, which one? Secret. Cause it's not, right. it's not secret. <laughs> so sacred. Sacred wisdom, should I say, right. um, you know, what, what it really is all about or whatever, whatever the initiation is, right? Uh, using it for bad. They don't want people using it for bad. So they were trying to pick, keep it for, you know, keep it secret. But then as Matt LaCroix describes it, it was just kind of a constant warring and a constant faction change where like these secret societies were never constantly controlled by the good guys. It was always a like being taken over and taken back and this and that it was kind of like the holy the story of the holy grail you know chasing yeah. it everywhere you know the imposter syndrome it was mm. it's always been that and i think it's the royal masons once you get in the, i think it was the yes. 30th degree they're the ones that are that are running everything they create a freemasonry uh which is a weird term when you start to look into uh, mm. ancient history you know they found all the everything's founded by the freemasons right the masonry was free so <laughs> they, they created that as their public front uh so like people who are low level freemasons they they talk about it openly and it does help them because it's a men's group and uh like a you know you go there with your drinking buddy or whatever and you can learn spirituality you can learn all sorts of different stuff but once you get into like that 30th degree, like there's, 33rd, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's definitely things that you're doing that you're never going to talk about that outside of secret. a certain spot. I was just looking at the etymology of the word secret because I was like, what? Now I'm curious of every word ever. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you should and look more into box saga. Apart, so that, you know, yeah. makes sense to me that it's a separate thing. 
You know, I would honestly send you my copy of Box Saga and Introduction. It's like 200 pages. You would, mm. if you're fascinated by the book you're reading, which I think I'm going to love too, you, yeah, would love, you, you would love the introduction. And Emmanuel, of course, if you haven't read it directly, and I've I heard think you guys like talk about it. I don't yeah, think I, I was in that it. conversation. Was I here for yeah, Box here. Saga? A little well, bit. Yeah, let Dan me tell you, doing a lot of talking. Dan and I both will tell anybody that we go on their show to talk about Box Saga that. We don't want to get too much into the language itself because we dumb Americans will kind of butcher what the miraculous shit about it is, you know? Yeah. Uh, so reading the book, Box Saga and Introduction by Carl Borgen is a great look into it. The same way you're reading that book and having your mind blown page yeah. by page, the diagrams showing it, you know, getting yep. uh, visual learners Pictures involved too. <laughs> it's really kind of, it puts it together for you. It shows the alphabet because box Lug is all about the sound system. It's all about phonetics. It's all mm -hmm. about the, you know, the resonance of the sound frequencies of what you're saying and how, if any syllable is changed, which happens so when you put the black ink on the white paper, as soon as that happens and the story isn't orally passed down anymore, it can be changed very easily and, and languages can become coded. Right. With Box Saga, so this book starts out with a story about a, a dyslexic little boy and his um, switching the R's and L's around. And uh, there's something about switching R's and L's around with like Jerusalem, Israel, all these things, which I haven't gotten to the bottom of yet. But in Box Saga, is there something about the R's and the L's at all that, that you know of? Mm. I, I could look into it and get back to you. They both have. I'm not sure if it's a sound thing or, or a, you know, I'm not sure. Yeah. So, R, so in the root language of Box Saga, R, I believe, is R and L is L. So, let, I'll have to look into it uh, and see what it was. But, um, yeah. So, like, that's the, interesting too, because like the, R and L is, is, uh, like, don't, uh, certain language, uh, they certain languages can't say certain letters yeah. in other languages too mm -hmm. and also when you're a kid you like i think l's are really hard for my son right now or something or maybe it's yeah and he replaces them with r's sometimes and stuff like that oh you know? really <laughs> i think i think so is that the letters he used <laughs> maybe probably <laughs> Probably, who knows? Probably. But that, yeah, I'm yeah, gonna the, like this book. <laughs> the story is like the kid is drawing a picture and he's saying "count." He's he's deleting that that second letter, and so everybody thinks that he's gonna draw a crown, but he's not. He's drawing a clown with a crown <laughs> on his head. So he had they had to like wait till he drew this picture. But the whole thing was they almost corrected him before he drew anything. Mm because they thought they knew what he was saying. But anyway, that's the beginning of, of the, Ooh, of the yeah, book. That almost says everything. <laughs> and then you get into the, the ancients not even using vowels mm -hmm. because right. they were so sacred. Now, all of a sudden, you, you're really interpreting nothing. I and mean, the Roman you're, and just the Greek. A, you're just throwing things in there. Yeah, and what and you the, found today with the Greek was it was mirrored until the Romans got there. Yes. And now it's the way that we say it. But before that, it was, it was like, as if they took, they found something that was used to print. And instead yes. of putting a face down to print, they just left a face up and copied it. And then it was mirrored, you know, mm. instead so of, every Greek letter that you see, there's a little picture in the book 
and then they show like the Roman alphabet underneath and it's the complete mirror of every single one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's very strange. Language is the lead, There are some pictures and interesting uh, drawings in there. Yeah. I, anyway. All leads back to Rome until Rome has to lead somewhere. <laughs> I don't think, I think Rome has always been trying to lead, but has never been truly in the lead. <laughs> Yeah, Rome. It's weird too that like our capital here in America, our capital was built in Rome, right, Maryland, right. where there are s the seven hills. The capital <laughs> doesn't even really belong to us, does and, and it? Then you no, got it's the Rome. District of Columbia. Right, it's its yeah, own right. sovereign nation, right? But it does got... own the corporation of the United States, right? Hey, That's got, always a whole a Rome, rabbit hole I want to go into. Rome, Georgia, uh, is where the mm -hmm. Cherokee uh, Indians had slaves, and Ooh. they said that Rome, Italy, was a copy of Rome, Georgia. Rome, Georgia, being the original Rome. So there's so many weird things. Yeah, like, it's all Fibonacci sequence. I mean, it could be all of them. You know, I, I really do believe that the the Americas were where civilization started. And then it was taken over to the old world as we know it. And it was just copied from America and then brought back here. And they called it the new world. But it wasn't the new <sighs> world. It was the original world. Maybe. Mm. Could be. I mean, it, it's so weird. I wonder if the origin point. Information. I mean, I don't even know. Where would the origin point happen? I mean. Well, according is to there the, an origin point? You know, uh, according to the um, I can't think Mormons, uh, it's Missouri, Jackson, mm. Missouri is the Garden of Eden, which is where that uh, the earthquakes hit that reversed the Mississippi River all hit right there in Missouri. Oh, hey, wow, you just made me think of something. So me too. that doesn't have anything. To do with a friend of mine told me <laughs> that I should look up a bunch of uh, Mormon like ceremonies on YouTube and shit mm. because they're eerily familiar. If you to... know, if you know about Freemasonry mm. and that like some of the oldest Freemasonic rituals and stuff are present in like everyday uh, Mormonism or something like that. It's a whole different uh, look at Joseph Smith being quote unquote, like chased across the country and shit. Uh, it paints everything in a very different light. I'll have to get more info on it and uh, report back. Cause it's probably something that we could look into. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you look into 1776 and they started America to have religious freedom no, they started America to not be persecuted for doing uh, sa satanic worship. That's really what it was. Uh, there was Ros Rosicrucianism. Uh, they were the Rosy Cross. Yeah, the Christians by day and sa uh, Satanists by night, which is the oh, Luciferians. <laughs> no, what's a uh, mama by day, entrepreneur by night? No, but uh, I mean that's kind of what the difference between a luciferian and a satanist is is the luciferians pretend to be something in the the public eye but then behind closed doors there's something very different where the satanists are just very out in the open 
but yeah. they're probably doing the same types of things. Uh, you know, when you get into the like the real evil stuff, it's probably about the, the same thing. Yeah. Mm. It's weird too that like we can have total asshat douchebags like these people we're talking about in these groups. But meanwhile, we can look at like some of the most ancient interpretations and and I really like to look at like the more alchemical and sacred geometrical interpretations of certain things that these uh, so these <laughs> negative forces that we talk about as like Satan or or, or Lucifer uh, are are more like archetypes that not that they're not real or but they're negative forces or that they're um, lower energy, you know, uh, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And that yeah. uh, we end up personifying as much as we can about these things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not that they're not real. Right. We get, we, that's what we do. We make words for things and then we give them meaning. Exactly. And we bring and them to life. And then they're stuck with us. Absolutely. Right. And I, we've I, made, um, we've created a force, a monster mm -hmm. that has no boundaries on this earth. And can do whatever it wants. So that manifests in a number of different, like physical, you know, human ways. And, uh, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's nature always seems to find a way to make the, uh, the supernatural in our heads come out very naturally mm -hmm. in yeah. real life. You can never prove it. The universe is always winking at us in this yeah. realm. I got a, a, a quote unquote <laughs> download when I was listening to people talk about Lucifer and, and give like the history of Lucifer and what I, the information I received was a Lucifer is somebody who brings moral and immoral knowledge. He just gives you all of it. Mm, yep. and, and you a, choose. And mm -hmm. a Satan is someone who gives you good and immoral knowledge and uh, and like pushes the Tempts immoral. He, or no, no. The Satan was the adversary. He was always yes. doing the immoral stuff. Right. Then then the devil was someone who was tempting you to do immoral so that he could be the one to punish you. And Interesting. It, and like I was told, like. Samael was the one who became Lucifer, then he became Satan, then he became the devil. He became the devil in order to make up for what he did when he became Lucifer. So it was like this whole cycle, and hmm. then we take that story, and because everything happens in a Fibonacci sequence, it's happening over and over on different scales, mm -hmm. that, that different people at different times were doing similar things, and then it gets so convoluted and confusing to us because I a whole bunch of simulations somehow merge together and it yes. wasn't supposed to happen that way. Sometimes we get pieces of one part of the, the, the spiral and yeah. we get pieces of another level of the spiral yeah. and we try mm -hmm. to put those two like conspiracy theories together right. thinking that we're going to be able to form a straight line out of them mm -hmm. and lead back to, you know, follow the money or something, you know, and right. you can't do it. Because you're 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 finding pieces that are part of the mystery, whether it be right. in very dense physical humanity like politics, some secret there, or some deep-rooted hermetic secret or something like that. 
they could be two very different levels of the mystery and you're going to try to fit them onto the same line and it's it's not curved right. that way. You know? Like it's, climbing down a rabbit hole and hitting a dead end and having to come back up and start again. Yeah, and, 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 a, and honestly, a good way to look at that is the spiral anyway because you're not going in a circle. You're going up and around. You're coming back yeah. to the same place from a better mm -hmm. perspective, hopefully a better because it can go either right. way too, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to have Esoteric Eddie on in a few days. Uh, That's and, you cool. Know, he wrote the uh, the mysteries of Lucifer revealed. So we're going to get into that as well as other mm. things that I got planned. I want to reveal it here, but yeah, that'll be a, a really good episode. That's uh, all. Uh, yeah. When uh, you probably have him on too. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. When we were on that uh, Rising from the Ashes uh, roundtable, round a, a god. Yeah. I mean, it was like some Jedi mind stuff going on between uh, all of us that were there. I mean, that's that awesome. Really I think I missed of... that one too. I, oh man, that would have been great. Oh uh, yeah, oh uh, yeah. I think you were supposed to be on there, but uh, yeah, you weren't. But yeah, you should definitely check that out if you haven't got to listen to that one yet. And we have a, a group thing coming up too. Yeah, next Saturday. Yeah, yeah that's going to be excellent. Yeah, for sure. That'd be cool. Yeah, deplorable Janet. Uh, I miss and... Janet. I haven't seen Janet in a while. It'll be great. I got to see her in. I got to see her on my Colorado trip earlier this year. That was awesome. Oh yeah. Oh, yep. It was great. And then I, I fell asleep because I was up for like I was up to like five a.m. with everybody, just hanging out and loving life and getting <laughs> meeting people from you know like legit bat and we've got together, and uh, yeah, then Janet showed up from like two hours away, and I was like, hi. We, I gave her a big hug <laughs> and I went to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't in the community then. Man, uh, we I need to like to plan that, a though. trip somewhere and get like a bunch of little Airbnbs and just kind of hang. For real. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, that would be that would be awesome. Yeah, Brandon Thomas we'll will be rent there. Like as a house, well. a big ass house, and we'll have like our own little well, I don't want to say big brother because I don't want it like that, but, <laughs> <laughs> but our own little cool hangout. Brandon is awesome. I love doing yes, round tables and podcasts with Brandon. He's just Janet, such a sweet dude. Janet and Brandon, are they bringing their, are their partners going to be on? Uh, is Kate going to be on? That is to still to uh, be determined. Yeah. Let's not <laughs> even, let's not even. No. Yeah, well, okay. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll just see because we'll everyone see if is she's invited. Capable that because night. <laughs> it is like February, even though we all know that it's, not, you know, some kind of, holiday for ritual corporate fucking companies yeah and there's all sorts of different stuff going on but it is there are a lot of normies who are just doing loving things for the sake of love in this month so uh you know i i was having it on my mind i'm like i want to do something i like to do the theme of what's going on in society mm -hmm. and then i was just like you know what let's do this and I send it out to a bunch of people, the three of you guys who I know are all healing yourselves and each other in your relationships. And I was mm -hmm. like, let's let's invite the uh, the Mrs. or Mr. Uh, alongside yeah. so that yeah. we could all get on there and give our perspectives. I think it, doing things like that is what my podcast started as, just giving your stories. And Damn it man. helps people in so many different ways. That's what I mean, that's what I want to do things for is I want to help people. So I think us just coming on there and kicking it, having a good time talking about it, that'll help yeah. so many different couples because it's not only entertaining, it's wonderful 
uh, guests and, and podcast hosts, but it's also informative and it's a, a way that people can better themselves. Yeah, yeah. and I want to say that I really love listening to you and Kate on your on your. Oh, thank I you. I do, and and I feel like Kate is where I was, where I was like, I don't want to go on camera, when I don't want to go on audio, her. I don't want to be not in there the yet. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to be on the side writing notes, and if I have a question, maybe I'll whisper it to you. I don't even want people <laughs> to hear me, but like. I feel like I was there in that spot and I'm so glad that he's always like, do you want to, do you want to, do you want to do an episode? Do you want to, yeah, no pressure. No You're going to be in the camera. You're going to be in the camera this time. No, really. You need to be in the camera. And he's not that he's forcing me, but he's kind of just pushing me along. And I'm so much more comfortable today than I was like, Bonus episode one. You know, I don't even think I was on camera for bonus episode we, one. She was out back I think I was on like, her cell phone. Yeah, I was. I wasn't even in the house. I was like as That's far away from the room as possible. So <laughs> she, I, I want to hear more from Kate for sure. And and eventually I would love to meet Kate uh, on video and yeah. maybe in person. I would oh, love hell yeah. to get together with you guys totally. Oh, yeah. We'll, it will make the, yeah. all of those things happen for sure. Yeah, we'll have I, to do a dual I'm worship, excited. you know, worship in the healing or he, heal, <laughs> heal in the storm or something. Yeah. Worship during the, yeah, the healing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's that's how you heal, you know, you worship while you're healing. Really. There you go. Kinda. Yeah, exactly. It happened. I, I was kind of like saying a little prayer on the way home, like, I thought I was going to be an hour late and I really wasn't. I was yeah, what, like maybe 10 like minutes. 10 minutes. Nice. And I was just like, thank you for making that possible. Like I was stressing out that I was going to be an hour late and I was going to miss everything, but you know, Hey, it worked out and thank you. Yeah. Because thank she's, you. She's a stress box. She, before she left, she told me she was going to be a half hour late. Then she texts me. She goes, the, it got pushed back a half hour and I could it feel did. the rage coming out. <laughs> you know, paint parties take, it takes three hours usually for people to paint stuff like one yeah. thing it oh, takes yeah. three hours and you know you got to help them along and, and then there's talking so people stop painting and you're like ah keep painting <laughs> i gotta go but it was really relaxing today i got the paint everybody else was chill and having a good time so i was like it was very free flowing and not stressful at all so sweet so I just said a little thank you on the way home. Like, thank you so much. Yeah. And the best part about doing the podcast with her is that it's not taking time away from her, you know, our, our time together. It's, and it makes us both want to do more. So it was, it's made it easy for me to do three, four episodes in a week because, you know, I can do the editing and for an episode now, both video and audio, I'm done within 45 minutes. Nice. And, so that's just a little bit extra after you know we're we're together and we're planning things we're listening to the, this guest uh, and you know prepping things together so it like it brings us closer together by doing the show together so it's awesome yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. that's that's kind of what i was thinking about earlier in like when i, I was like doing the deep share for a while and i was like i want to get kate on so bad and she was like starting to really turn on to so many of the same things and coming back around to things that mm -hmm. I kind of freaked her out with earlier on. And now she was like coming around to him and stuff. And so it's been a long road and now doing the podcast where there's exactly that. It's like, we get to spend more quality time together. We're not like, you on guys the are couch. hilarious together. I love it. <laughs> we are. It. It's, it's great. And like, 
you know, a lot of times we get stagnant just like any couple can where mm -hmm. we'll just sit on the couch at night after the kid goes to sleep. You know, it's exhausting, you know, after working and parenting and all ugh, the routine. Cooking and, and cleaning and ugh. cleaning up floods. <laughs> yeah, and then suddenly it's just, okay, silence. And it's like, you know, yeah, we do put on the, the TVs a lot of times. Or, you know, we will have good conversations. But now that we're we're doing this together, I find my, you know, we're having, we're able to spend more time together. Because before... Yeah the stagnation, you just get kind of bored and you end up doing your own things. You know, you kiss each other and say, all right, I'll talk. I'll be up in a little while. And I go down to the studio and I do stuff, you know, and she stays up and does her own thing a lot of times because right. that just happens sometimes, you know, yeah. but with this, we're just ending up spending more time together. We come up with new ideas for the show now. And it's just, right. we're more involved with each other. And I kept telling her for a long time because she's been trying to find her like, her voice, her purpose, what she wants to do, how she can help in there, out there. And I'm not telling her this has to be the way because, of course, naturally she feels like, well, okay, that's Andy's thing. I don't want to like suddenly just, you know, slog on to Andy's podcasting thing <laughs> and suddenly, but that's the thing. It, she doesn't have, like, she, it, it's not just because she's doing it doesn't mean it has to be the only thing she does. You know, if she right. doesn't feel like she needs to have, like if she needs to have her own special unique thing, which is art usually, you know, she loves art and she's amazing mm -hmm. at it. And eventually people will see it, but that's another thing she's kind of gradually allowing. But, um, you know, if she wants to have her own thing, you know, this just gives more confidence more trust in yourself to put yourself out there with other people and have these kind of conversations with the public mm -hmm. is empowering, you know, and it feels Very good. Much. And that's kind of what I've been pushing for. I'm sure you did too, before Mimi came on, you know, it's just like, oh, yeah. I know you're going to benefit from this. Yeah, even I'm like, if no, I'm not, I don't want anybody <laughs> to see my face or know me or want to talk to me or, you know, yeah. I hate people. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would yeah. do mine live on Facebook. I don't hate people on my Facebook page just so she could be part of the conversation, listening to it live while I'm doing it because she wanted to be part of it, but <laughs> right. She, but not really. Yeah. <laughs> the so. jump from passive to forward, you know, it's just. And now, it, yeah, now I'm like, I don't want to hijack your show, but I have all these questions for this guest. But like, I love it because it yeah, makes no. my job easier. I don't like, want to have to carry things. Yeah. Oh, and listen, if Kate had randomly said, like, do you think I could just host a deep share with you, which she never would say, I would gladly say, hell yeah. And who knows, deep healing may not have existed that, or that might have been a sideshow or something. You know, because the chemistry between you guys is fucking phenomenal. And I know that our chemistry is great. And, you know, I feel more confident with her there, too. She's my rock. Right. So it, she's it like helps me where to she have your grounding point. Like the, the, uh, the little funny, witty thing. Yeah. Oh, she's. A, yeah, she's a. Something. I would do more, but I, you know, I don't want to get in trouble. No, she's she's brutal and she's hilarious. Like she was definitely a stand-up comic in a in a past life or something. I feel like I was too. <laughs> yeah, but but the yeah, sarcasm and the dry humor is, is all me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, you yeah. guys will get along great, and it'll be hilarious to get us all together for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, can't wait for that day. We're we're yeah. counting on you, Kate. I don't know if you're listening. But... I appreciate you, Kate, and I appreciate yeah, um, yeah, we love you. listening to it. Yeah, oh, I'm so glad Mimi you do. Me, Thank you. Yeah, Mimi told me episode two was out. I was like, oh yeah, let me let me go down. <laughs> like I already listened to it. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and I want. I mean, I've been putting them out on the deep share feed, but uh, you know, for anybody that's that's out there, maybe listening that wants to hear it or or, or has already and liked it, you know, please go to our our new RSS feed. The link is in the the deep shares oh, yeah, description as well, because yeah. we're trying to get you know people followed following over there too. Right. You know, it's its own entity thing. You know, I don't necessarily want. You know, if we start having guests on. I have a feeling we're going to be reaching out to a lot of people that if I reach out with a deep share and they start looking at my content, I'll, some <laughs> of them say no pretty quick. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I don't necessarily want to get that reaction from deep healing guests, uh, hopefuls, right. you know, we want to reach out to people that, you know, would never touch a conspiracy podcast and that's okay with me. I don't yeah. care if they agree with that shit or not. You don't have to. Cause it's all fractal, man. Especially yeah. when you're talking about I like healing. that idea. Yeah. But yeah. I, I mean, I like doing it the way I just put it. You're all doing it fine. One. You're doing it fine in the way you're, you have it framed. It's, it's I'm fine. Like, like I'm yeah, all he's more place. like if they don't want to talk to me, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. They oh, don't that's totally to fine too. Yeah. And I'm fine with the deep share. I know that I will reach out to people and I'll put it out there and really hope that it'll happen. But meh, you know, yeah. there's just certain personalities that I know will not be okay with certain things I even touch because they're afraid of their reputation or something. Well, it's weird yeah. when I, I've reached out to certain people that w I feel would be perfect fit for everything I talk about. And then I don't even get like, any response like i i get that usually it's with the uh the larger podcast uh, or yeah. people with a larger following youtube following whatever and probably you know they get uh, bombarded with things at times i'm sure that they're always getting asked so they go and look at mine and see 500 subscribers they're like nah i'm not gonna <laughs> do that. yeah but see everybody had to start somewhere so that's well, what i get yeah. like about case, our, our i also our don't group, even but... think it's a personal thing i think you know just like all of us right now, like at our level of just enjoying this and having a good time and hoping more people are listening and, and you know, whatever, we're just having fun with it. But like at this level, when I get a new follower of any kind, I'm always looking at everything they're doing. Like, what are they doing? Who are they? Maybe that's silly. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. I, I try, it's I don't keep up with that followers. all the time, but <laughs> I like doing that. But if, if I had like, 15,000 followers or something like that. I think I would have a real hard time trying to trying to do that. And if, yeah. if there was a lot of people reaching out, you could do the same thing. And then after mm -hmm. that amount that was reaching out, hit a certain breaking level, eventually it's kind of, I don't know, how do you even filter your time to, to do that, to find the, okay, well, this guy wrote something nice, but he could be completely insane. And I may not want to waste my time there or the, right. and I know that's skeptical mm -hmm. to think that way, but I think people are always going to try to be realistic with their time and their own frame of, uh, what they're into and stuff like that. And I know that that's happened to me. It happened to me recently. I reached out to some guy that talks a lot about like the universe and shit, but he's kind of controversial. He's not like a full blown weirdo like us but like he's interesting he's a smart guy and i got an interesting response it was just simply like hey thanks for reaching out no thanks <laughs> yeah. kind of uh, i don't want to yeah. so i straight up i'm like i'm like i've never gotten <laughs> that response before like i'm not 
I'm just curious, honestly, like, do you have a reason? Is my content offensive or something? And they were like, well, I looked at your page and it didn't feel right for my body. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I had uh, That's a weird <laughs> answer. Uh, I, I mentioned had, no names. <laughs> I had something similar. He was honest. the same guy. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> uh, I had something similar happen to me where I matched with this one person on Podmatch. Well, I, we didn't match. They contacted me and he usually people they're trying to sell yourself on there you know that they're yeah. sending you paragraphs of things he's sending like two sentences and i'm like hey grab right, me well. on your show no I'm just yeah <laughs> so i was like i don't want to say no because maybe he has something good so like i'll ask him something and then he responds with like one one sentence and like i was like dragging information out of him it was like weeks in the making i oh. finally set something up and we were going to talk about jesus's life and he was a pastor and we were going to talk about Jesus' life. So I'm like, all right, perfect. You know, I, I line things up in a certain way. And then two days before he goes, uh, I'm going to have to cancel that. So I'm like, what do you, you're going to like, I didn't want to do it in the first place. But you convinced me to do it with you. And then you're canceling. Why did you cancel? He goes, well, honestly, I, it was something in my spirit said not to do it. Like, what, what do you mean? Like, these Christians Ugh. are so afraid of the truth that they don't want to come talk. Like I'm all, all Jesus right. ale all the time. I mean, right, I know, right? All oh, I talk about bling, Jesus. Bling Jesus. Yeah, it's not just for the podcast. No, I say that not. all the time. It's all day, every day. <laughs> and they're just afraid of the full truth. They don't actually observe faith in Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ is. If I am wrong, Jesus Christ will correct me. You know that. Mm. I don't understand how people don't look at it that way. That if, that if I am wrong my God will correct me. You don't need to correct me because you're just a man. Why would I listen to a man? That They don't understand that line of thinking. And once you do, then you stop worrying uh, about what other people bring to the table. This mm. is why Jesus could hang out with the prostitutes. Jesus could hang out with the lepers because he wasn't worried about what other, you know, the, the rabbis and the Pharisees were saying because they were just men. He was worried about what, his creator was telling him. Yeah, and if you mm. say something that, you know, ends up being, you know, wrong down the line after you learn some more and, and whatever, he's the first the one to say, hey, I was wrong about this. This is what I found out later. Damn right. And they I think, every, you know, things change momentarily. Like, yeah, they just every, change every, every second, every moment, yeah. every day opinions change information changes facts can change <laughs> it's funny too because that yeah and that's in like intelligence uh it's mm -hmm. it's like you know just to be able to admit that you're wrong and all that and i think unfortunately people take that like very sacred principle yeah. Yeah. of intellectual communication and they apply it to when politicians bounce around and and change their minds and sway and this and that and it's like don't give them any of that yeah and i think it also has to do there. sometimes when you can't admit that you're wrong i think it or, or it and, makes you feel a certain way it's but you, you turn and you say like i'm not stupid i'm not stupid right <laughs> you know, like, right well and, and they don't want to be schooled by someone who right. doesn't know the the word the bible as well as they do but i can uh i can say it because god teaches me without any books or anything god just gives me information and then i give it out and it turns out like everything i talk about 
it's in the Bible somewhere, and someone yeah. tells me at some that point where it is. Part in the beginning, yeah, yeah. Maybe tell me some story, and then like a week later, be like. I just read this in the Bible. <laughs> I, and you know that I didn't read the Bible before this. Like, yeah. you know. That happens to me and Kate a lot of times where, like, I'll be talking about something on the couch while I'm stoned with her and, you know, some wild <laughs> concept. And then a couple weeks later, she'll, like, send some video to me of someone talking about that, you know. <laughs> yeah, the same thing. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah this, it's out there. I was on a, a bit of a roundtable with uh, – people with, who had like 20,000 subscribers, 120,000 subscribers, 5,000 subscribers. And That's I was awesome. schooling all of them and <laughs> none of them will want to do anything with me now. Like I, I hit them up <laughs> what and, the fuck? and I was doing it in such a kind, loving way. You know, I was, and I wasn't like condemning them, but they were like trying to condemn each other. And I was like in the middle saying, you know, trying to make peace and tell them how, you know, just show them the opposite side of what they were thinking. And yeah. they were all quiet. Like I had a mic drop moment like five different times where <laughs> nobody had anything to say because <laughs> I'm schooling them on the Bible and I don't know the Bible that well. And I'd only have this many subscribers, you know, and I've only been awake for this amount of time, a short amount of time. And people really, they, and I saw you post about this, they get the spiritual ego about them that they can't handle when they're questioned and they say no it's they hide behind spirituality and they say that because they're spiritual they can't have an ego and it's like there's such a disconnect from what an ego actually is yeah that they just they write it off in their minds that it ego means this when it actually means this and when someone says ego they say oh no that's that i don't have that anymore and it's like you you're just calling it something different you're not understanding what the essence is yeah i've been onto some some dark shit lately with the ego and, i think uh, that oh sorry go ahead. I, oh, it's okay i was just gonna say that like i'm i'm the more i'm i'm looking into this i'm just i'm finding the ego popping up in more and more places where there was supposed to be you know this higher self or whatever even the perception of certain uh, experiences we come back from. Uh, I'm just playing with a lot of different ideas right now. I'm not, I'm kind of like being my own skeptic in a way. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I'm not doing it like in an, in like a negative way or anything like that. It's just, uh, I'm kind of reanalyzing a lot of things that I've learned going up the spiral, trying to anyway on a different uh, rung looking at the same shit again from a new perspective and just to top that idea off tomorrow for the first time in fuck probably 10 years at least uh for me probably way way more for kate uh we're gonna do some mushrooms oh <laughs> you know i heard you guys talking about microdosing and i had a mini experience um, yeah telling me that i need to yeah even hop before, on that train <laughs> before she heard that because <laughs> before I, I heard your pot yeah and i was nice. like i was like those guys too like yeah. is everybody yeah. being called to microdose well so we're uh, talking about a woman who only had psilocybin in her youth like didn't have 
an ecstatic experience that mostly had like negative or creepy or crazy or weird experience. You know what I mean? And now so many years later for years told me I was nuts for doing psychedelic, you know, thinking that telling me that it's the opposite of the chemical that I would ever want in my body. Oh my God. I have, I try to control everything. Blah, blah, blah. Like, but now she's come so far that it was her idea. <laughs> Hey Andy, I'd like to and introduce Mike, you to Kate of the Sale. Yeah, dude, I love this. Yeah, I, you need to go on me. You know, I, I I would always be like, am I going to be able to like mow the lawn? Am I going to be able to do the dishes? Am I going to be able to go outside and like talk to people? Even yes, yes, you are. You're going to be able to do all of that because day, it's going to be like you didn't do anything. The day up until well, we I mean the moment up until we did it, it was like this old woman all of a sudden was like decrepit woman in her was like i was like he's trying to kill me yeah yeah. (laughs) and and she had uh her first uh ego death and it was very pleasant for her after that but it was this build-up of negativity of like something came like did not want her to experience this yeah i did not want to you know well, it happens because at the right of time. Because of the uh, youthful experiences that I've had in that department and mm. the uh, fear that I'll it instilled what, in me. Uh, that's you know. when I faced the dragon of revelation because I was having to babysit so that I couldn't go all the way deep. So right. I had to, I was in between worlds and that's how I was so vivid. It was like I put on goggles and faced this uh, dragon with, uh, or this serpent with seven heads and 10 horns. Uh, it was incredible. That's so amazing. Yeah, my experience yeah. before this was like with I fresh think she rooms. was the she was the, the dragon that I faced and I <laughs> laughed in, in its face. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think the dragon was coming out of her. I think it was like my early twenties. It was a fresh shrooms and oh. we had, had made a tea and this was like my first time ever. No, not my first time doing shrooms. I'm going to say this is the first time I had tea and fresh shrooms as opposed to dried, dried, dried yeah. uh, shrooms. And I guess I drank way too much. <laughs> That's all I <laughs> I remember like the only thing I remember from that experience is like worrying about the mailman uh, coming, like somebody coming. Because I don't know why, but we did it like 11 o'clock in the afternoon so it's like that's <laughs> dumb already <laughs> you don't want to do it like during the day right. and then uh i remember being in the shower like i'd stripped down and i was just like in the shower like please let it wear off please let oh it wear my off God. it was the worst was yeah the worst. going against the grain on psychedelics i is was like totally gas pedal. He was like helping me along they were probably just like she's in the shower and i'm like somebody help me right There's you're no like on me. the titanic yeah i was all by myself i was alone on the door <laughs> you know it's no helping that's the thing is once you take it you're committed yeah the thing is is like uh i again to but bring I wasn't up calmed <laughs> yeah to bring up terrence again he always said that like psychedelics seem to be easy on beginners when they're really on the right path that like if you take it even if you're stressed out and you're anxious about it like they seem to welcome you in it's when you go in with expectations 
that's when the danger begins, you know? Right. Because the, the first couple of times I'd done shrooms was like in my teenage years, I didn't have right. any kids that, you know, like, and it was like, we're going to have some fun. And we would right. sit and play like Mario and just hit the jump button 87,000 times and just watch them. Just, you <laughs> yeah. Know, you didn't have enough that. crazy shit in here yet to actually have the crazy experience right. to reflect. You know, you, Walk the neighborhood, walk home. Nothing. There was nothing to fear by yourself because you were like, "Yeah, I'm cool. I'm on trims, and I don't care." You right. know. Yeah. But then you, you know, you hit your twenties and you have responsibilities and and other things that creep in mm. that try to ruin your, you know, your experience. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Well, it's like That's my first, first time experience. I told everybody all that. My first <laughs> mushroom. All right. Very nice. <laughs> My first yeah, mushroom experience know. was like the most positive, mind-blowing, life-altering experience of my life. And then I tried to have that again about like one week later. And I went <laughs> in with all of those expectations. And it wasn't like a horrifying bad trip, but it was like null and void. And I felt like I was Neo in that train station subway, like just... It, every room was nothingness and it was just drab and it's like the party was over. I was going back to a party that had already happened and it wasn't there anymore. It was very weird. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's Jeez. I had, I experienced rebirth the first time I did shrooms, but, and Ooh, I, yeah, it, I was telling you know, any of that, any other time. Well, the same here. Mushrooms for me, not acid mushrooms. Yeah, mushrooms for sure. Yeah. yeah the LSD I did, it was really good, but it, I just, loved acid, it was but... too long. Yeah. Acid, I don't remember yes. any of my acid trips. I just remember being like the wimp that would only take like one square when everybody else is taking like eight. I'm like, you guys oh, are crazy. Uh, yeah. I was I, the I weirdo did... taking like two tabs and going, <laughs> okay, this will go great with this drop of liquid. <laughs> yeah. I did two tabs. And I was like, oh, okay. I want to, I'm going to get more than I was last time. No, it's just longer. And yeah. then it's like, oh, this is too long. Yeah. yeah. Acid will like, acid does for some reason have like it's almost like it's programmed <laughs> where yeah. it's going to get super intense and it's going to peak and then it's going to wave out um but and it's, it could be prolonged depending on how much you take but with mushrooms the more you take the deeper into yourself you go yeah. and that's why like you know terence mckenna talks about his heroic dose being five grams my heroic dose was eight grams and oh my God, that's yeah. when every, everything really completely broke open. It was yeah. nuts. That's yeah, when I, I completely shifted away from everybody. Did you feel like you accidentally did eight grams? Did I hear that right? No. Somebody my wife did, though. Did too much. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I knew my I wife had. Yesterday. So she like, <laughs> she like showed up like super thirsty off of her bike as a teenager or something like I remember okay at a group party or something where everybody was putting mushrooms into this that drink tea, or man something. I'm telling yeah. you the tea. <laughs> yeah, well, but that's I, the thing she blacked out it's like you don't have enough of your own constructions to be broken down yeah. yet at a young age Shit. you know it's not as impactful <laughs> when you're 16 well, maybe it's different for everybody. I mean, I shouldn't say it's definitely not impactful at 16, but for me... Did you uh, cover your uh, mic? It got a little... Oh, shit. I might have. Did I just disappear? <laughs> yeah, it was a little muted. Uh, um, I mean, not not all the way, but... Word. No, I was just saying that, like, yeah, for overall, mushrooms 
seemed to, you know, the more you take, the the deeper you got. It was much different than acid in that respect. Yeah, yeah I did five uh, grams three different times. The second time I did it, I was like pretty much with it the entire time. The third time I did it, I was like, well, I probably should have did more, but this is probably telling me that I shouldn't, you know, I should wait a long time before I do them again. Right, and yeah. Because it just... And then I was I was experimenting with all different types of stuff, two CB, yeah, uh, four, what was it, four APO, four yeah, APO I remember AMT, that. all sorts of different stuff. Uh, San Pedro, San Pedro was cool. San but Pedro was really cool. I, I saw red Aztec symbols right in front of my face. I made my own San Pedro. I had my own cactus and uh, dude, that's awesome. It. That's so cool. I have another friend like, who's doing the same thing right now. He's actually growing pe- peyote buttons like in this big greenhouse he's got and everything. It's fucking weird. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he lives in Massachusetts. I don't know how it happens. <laughs> yeah. Well, good luck to him with it. it yeah, it's, seriously. It's, I mean, doing it yourself, It it is a process. Mm. And see, my mistake when I drank the San Pedro, I drank it the night after, so I prepped it on a friday and while i'm prepping it, it when you're inhaling the fumes it's doing stuff to you and oh, i yeah. also took four aco dmt so <laughs> <laughs> we mix some shit together while i'm all no, no, i up. didn't mix it i took the four aco dmt <laughs> as i was finishing up making it and as i started inhaling some of the fumes i was like okay this is what tripping feels like <laughs> and, and then the next day when i drank the san pedro it didn't you know, it's supposed to be like a 16 hour thing. Oh yeah. It's a journey. It, it wasn't. And I, because I just did four ACO DMT the night ah. before. So when I drank the San Pedro, I even took LSD on top of it later on. Wow. And it really didn't do too much to me other than I saw the red symbols appear right before my face, Aztec symbols. That's but, crazy. Um, yeah. I was a, a beginner and I did a lot, but I mean, it didn't, it's not like it, you know messed me up or anything no no really didn't do anything no if anything alcohol messed my like my brain up not uh not psychedelics psychedelics had improved and clarified so many things um when i drank a lot like and now not drinking it's like i can kind of tell where like I'll go guest on a show or I've probably done it on worship in the storm a bunch of times where I'm like on this crazy, awesome thing. And then suddenly I can't remember what, where I was headed and I'm, you know, I'm maybe I'll try to get that ability back to complete my fucking thoughts tomorrow. When I like talk to myself on, on the shrooms or something. I don't think that, uh, that you're alone in, in forgetting things. I, know, I forget I'm, things all the time. Yeah. Well, we all have holes in our brains from doing different stuff like alcohol, yeah. or, or I mean, so many different things. Yeah. But yeah, there's oh, holes. MDMA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when like your brain, the way that I see it is, your brain synapses are firing, and it's like a spiral, you know, going yeah. around your brain. And when there's a hole there, it's like it oh, misses. Yeah, skips. it's like misfiring and has to like jump across a cliff, and then it gets to the other side. Or it, it falls down and you just completely forget. Oh, I can paint you a beautiful picture here. It makes it perfect. So, like, what happens is I'll have this big, beautiful thought. I see the whole thing and I start to tell it. But then I realize halfway through there's elements of it that will probably be taken a multitude of ways. So, if I try to get to my ending point, it may not be as impactful as it should be. 
unless I go off on tangents and explain these other things first quickly and then return to my main road here and I get lost and I end up in the desert. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I used to, when when I first woke up uh, and I was explaining different conspiracy theories to my parents, you know, trying to explain in full, I'm like, all right, Hillary Clinton eats babies. And then I'll be like, okay, well, (laughs) you know, how do I get there? And then I I tell this backstory and this backstory and this backstory and this backstory. By the time I'm like three backstories in, they're like, that's too much. I can't handle that. And I'm like, but wait, I'm not even, I haven't gone yet. Yeah. Wait till you, wait till you get to the reptilians. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I've had to explain things to certain people. It's like, I know too much. Especially when conspiracy theories that are like not necessarily true in the way that they're presented all the time, but are true in that, you know, names and families and certain things are absolutely involved with very important central dark shit. You know, they've been destigmatized where like, before I even have a full outburst, my dad can be like, oh, and let me guess, what is it, the Rothschilds or something? <laughs> and because that's already been, de- it's, it's like, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah well, oh, what, you're going to tell me the Jews are the, oh, let's go, come on. NASA's you know. fake. I did get him on the ropes. I think we even talked about it on Worship in the Storms. Like, I think it was after Thanksgiving, we were having a yeah. talk. And I didn't get a lot of that because I was very put together that night or something and was able to get some good coherent thoughts out. And his questioning instead was not sarcastic. And it was, how do you think they could have done it then? Right. Which was like the first time I had ever heard him phrase something in that That's honest, well, okay, let me play with this with you for right. a minute. Which has never happened. Yes, because because eventually these people that were trying to quote unquote wake up, they get a curiosity like maybe part of it. Let me hear a little bit. Has to hit them personally a little bit. Yeah, yeah. My dad called me one day and was like, "Hey, I just saw that Edward Snowden movie with uh, the kid from Third Rock from the Sun, all grown up." Uh, we need to talk for sure. And I'm like, <laughs> of course. Like, you know, he's a businessman. The, the, yeah. That kind of shit, that cool Hollywood flavored espionage kind of stuff. That's what's yeah. gonna, you know, put him over a little bit. Well, I mean, I oh, it's my... a true story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I got my mom two weeks ago. So maybe it was three weeks ago. I said to her that we're controlling our own reality to an extent. That it's. Uh, you know, our illness doesn't just randomly happen. Right. And, and it was like an offhanded comment. You know, it wasn't like the topic of discussion and it was like towards the end. So I didn't even really remember that I said it to her. But the next week when I called her, she was like, I've been thinking about that all week and I can't live my life that way. And I'm like, yeah. what? She goes that God would punish us. And I'm like, what do you mean God would punish you? She goes, what that i would get sick just because uh i wasn't doing the right things i'm like that's not god punishing you that's you punishing you yeah and and i was like well how do you think it happens and she thought about it and she goes well i don't know i never thought about it and i'm like so do you think that it would be punishing if god just randomly did it and then she started thinking about it and then i was like and she got very upset she was crying and she was starting to accept that she's co-creating her reality and Mm. and that her decisions are very impactful on her children and grandchildren and everything she thinks and does and says 
in a literal way, our DNA is speaking to itself from her to me without us ever communicating. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of how telepathy works is that we're picking up on different things like that, that, that aren't physical. (laughs) Yeah. That things are just Mm -hmm. occurring. And when I got her to understand that, well, I haven't talked to her uh, in the last like week and a half or so, but I'll talk to her again soon. But it, that conversation went very differently than any other conversation we've ever had. She was crying, <laughs> but not because we were fighting. She was crying right. because she was scared that the implications that she's co-creating her reality uh, was a very scary thought. And she said one thing that was very true is, I don't think people could live knowing that. And I was like, well... That's why we are where we are. Right. We're not. Uh, yeah. Right. And, well, and for oh, her, I mean. his mom to to be that far and, and want to talk like that is it's a huge step because let me tell you, like, what was it, Christmas? No, it wasn't Christmas. Uh, New, New Year's. Year's. Over New Year's, like, it was painful to watch the two of them talk. I mean, I had to literally leave the room and go to sleep because I was like, I can't even i don't even want to be in this right. yeah. but i just wanted, like i felt so awkward i was like i gotta go i, I just wanted her to actually hear because you know yeah. she's very just dismissive of, yes it can't be true what i'm yeah, saying she's like make right. it stop make him stop make him stop it's oh, like geez. he's not even doing anything but yeah i wasn't even being mean or nothing i was on my knees like holding her hand and i he's said like, mother i love you i love you i want to do this for you and she turns to my dad and says make him stop what's happening like she was like totally rejecting reality in the moment but but awkward i, just, I held <laughs> strong in my spirit and through that now i've gone through to her in a very deep compassionate way that's great man that's you know yeah and it's also like knowing the old you you know and the new you in a way mm-hmm. uh, the way you used to be and the yeah. way you are now into the old man it's two different people and she still sees the original person you know the person that she raised the person that she put where he was you know like right she doesn't quite see it that way but you know and all the work he's done to 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 be where he is now she's got to catch on at some point that he is not who she thinks he is anymore (laughs) it's so hard for them to see i know especially when the ways in which we prove to ourselves that we are better or we are succeeding and stuff Mm -hmm. don't usually match anymore what our parents generation considers success or or even good behavior in some cases uh it's just so weird that at one point in history it was so easy for families to live with so many generations together and, you know, differences were always so suppressed or there were no differences because they were all so close. And now you look at the world and it's our generations apart are so vastly different. Isn't that funny? It's like you want to be free from all of that. And then when you are, you're like very lonely. You're very separated from your family. I feel Especially like my, as a parent, you we know, grew up like this and then you end up like this. And all you want to do is be like this again. Yeah. I feel that strongly. You know, yeah. I, I had a pretty decent upbringing, you know, mm-hmm. every family has its issues, but for the most part, I really cherish it. And yeah, the, the independence is beautiful, but you mm-hmm. always want to go back home. And that's what, yes. that's what it's all about anyway. Right. Yeah. All my kids are like, oh, I'm going to be 18 in like 
10 weeks, four hours and 27 seconds. I'm out of here. Like, <laughs> I'm like, what am I doing wrong that you want to just leave me? We all just <laughs> want to find ourselves. I and know. once we do to a certain degree, we're yeah. like, okay, now I can cope. Now I can go back. Yeah. yeah. And then they do. They end up coming back. <laughs> and it's also about centering yourself, you know, your family. And that doesn't happen for everybody. You know, not everybody has that opportunity and that family, you know, some, a lot of families are very toxic and very dangerous to be a yes. part of, <laughs> yeah, sure. but you know, one way or the other, if, if you're courageous enough, you can kind of rise above those mm-hmm. things, but there's, it's always through it. It's never around it or yeah, over right. it. <laughs> Got to get through it to get to it. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm excited about tomorrow and this will be my first foray and a good 10 years into a real psychedelic. So it's going to be, it's nerve wracking. Yeah, it always is. <laughs> but I'm going to ease into it. I, I got an album to recommend for you. Maybe I'll do it off air just, uh, just sure. in case. Or promote the fuck out of it. All right. Well, okay. Jesus is King by Kanye. Let me tell you what. <laughs> I Listen you laugh, but it was the only thing that kept me like calm. No and, shit, I just and, don't like well, hip hop as much. It, well, well, it's, it's not. not so ignore the person who made it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just, it's just Kanye kind of producing music. It, it is. It's like you'll see. It's it's, it's hip hop a little bit, but it's not regular hip hop. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful music. Well, he's also like one of the greatest producers of all time. Even a yeah. metalhead can say that. You know, yeah, I'm a metalhead who's a sucker for polished sounding music. So, <laughs> yeah, it's not hip hop, but it is beautiful, and yeah. it will keep you in a good place. That's for cool. sure. Like yeah, for sure. For and sure. it's only a half hour long. You yeah. You, you do them forty five minutes in. Put that album on, and uh, you'll just be close talking your eyes. to Jesus. Yeah, just close your eyes and listen. And Hell yeah. Like, that's how that's I experienced good. rebirth, and that's why I listened to that album as many times as I did. Was you because will it was shown to me in a cool. safe, secure, loved, and calm. Yeah, well, thank you for the recommendation. Absolutely. All right, but uh, I think that'll wrap it up here. I got work in the morning, and uh, I got a hike in the morning. I got to go climb a I fucking snowy mountain at eight in the morning. Have oh, to sleep man. in tomorrow. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Kate's doing too. <laughs> see yeah obviously the kid <laughs> the kid the kid will not be home with us while we uh you know turn into cartoons tomorrow so <laughs> uh, very good well of course yeah yeah all right so everybody go check out andy's stuff andy do you want to let them know where they can donate to you oh man uh you know that's yeah i have a patreon or not a patreon uh I have a like a Venmo out there somewhere. I know there's a post on Instagram I made with like my donation link and I stuff think like we that. Have your Venmo. Yeah, I'm not even sure how like my public facing page looks on Red Circle. That's just my hosting page for my uh, for my podcasts. But at the same time, they do offer like a donation service. So yeah, I usually put it in my show notes. To be honest, it used to be in there, and then me just being the humble weirdo, I just took it out of there. So I don't think you'll find it in recent episodes, but. Yeah, sure. If anyone does feel like donating, I would gladly appreciate that. And yeah, I think I have it in one of my episodes, actually. So I'll go back and and get it. That was probably my most popular episode on release. So that's awesome. Well, I'll tell you this, man, like this community is just fucking amazing and so supportive. And I've never felt this connected to 
this many people and it feels great. I'm and I appreciate the, the support way. that I've gotten. And I try to give everybody as much support as I can, you know, and it's yeah. just a, it's a mutual thing. You know, it's beautiful. Well, everyone knows that you'd be there for them so that they're there. Absolutely. And yeah. love and prayers in this community really does mean love and prayers. It's not like, Oh, I'm going to pray for you. And then you just walk away. And go I know. Right. Day. It's so weird when you find <laughs> your soul tribe different. and people actually yeah. follow through with the words they say. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It gives us confidence, builds us back up. Oh, All yeah. right. Well, everybody, make sure you check out the show notes for, to find anything else that uh, either of us are doing. And yeah. see you next Saturday. We'll right? See you later. See ya. See ya. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.